0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: We just mentioned before we started recording how life is busy, because we did say we're going to do this more regularly than just the ones we've had Rob on. But we're all busy; we all forget to do things. And, and, and Rob, you must be a busy person, Rob, because World Cup winner. Since winning the World Cup, you you've been to meet royalty. You've been on Sports Personality of the Year, and, and now you, you you were at Wimbledon last week. What, what was that all about?
0: Yeah, um, I think it just shows the way that the sports actually growing a lot more with um, with how much sports love in it is, getting the eyes of a lot of different people that we never knew that we'd actually would catch the attention. I mean, I got the email from. Um, from basically someone that works within wimbledon basically saying that the chairman's invited you as well as uh tom halliwell and james simpson to sit in the royal box and i'm just first thinking right what day was this gonna be on because i like wimbledon's like goes on throughout the week and i'm like i I'm gotta put more time off work i've only been in a job for about a few months now and i'm still only six month probation so i'm like right let's try not to push it even though i've got a, uh, even though my start, uh even though uh, I've basically got commitments in you know, other places. So it was amazing to see how um how we just were able to sit in a place with so many amazing other athletes like we had Olympic uh Olympic gymnasts. We have we had some of the uh England women uh Euro winners uh from I think a couple of years ago now and just being able to sit in like the same box as them it just shows about how much our sport's growing and the the applause that we got from everyone else, uh, from the crowd as well was just amazing, especially since this is a, this is just, it was tennis. I mean, we didn't get as high as ones as tennis players like, uh, Billy Jean. So, I mean, but to have that basically gratitude there, uh, well, not really gratitude, but the, the applause there and the, and the mention from it, it was just amazing. And we're all grateful for it.
1: I mean, did you enjoy it i mean not just the the whole being sat on the front row of the royal box and being in the, there with all these sporting greats or whatever but did you enjoy the tennis as well
0: yeah it was amazing um now i i only tend to watch tennis i don't watch it as often as i do really but um i've been since getting back i've been watching it every uh, pretty much every day when i'm not when i'm not doing all. if i'm on my lunch uh, i'm i'm watching it if i'm at home after working, i have got it on in background and it I think it's just like caught on now to the point where I'm like, right, I might actually just start watching this a bit more now. Uh I I've been I've been enjoying it and I've, We only to get uh only to get to watch like a couple matches. Um because the first one, uh the Carlos, uh Alca, um I could never pronounce his name properly. I'm, I'm gonna probably butcher in um Alcarez, Um that first match went on for at least a few hours because it were a back and forth match and it were Amazing match. Uh, Now I took the easy route down, and I decided, right, I'll wake up at three, set off at about quarter, quarter four, uh, well quarter five, and get to Manchester Airport. Now, um, so I just flew down and flew back, and it just made it so much easier, really, with regards to it. Um, So I mean, I had the easy trip. I didn't like it when I liked it when I finally got back. I think got back around uh, about half twelve, quarter one, and. so yeah it was just amazing really to actually see how much how quick that day went with regards to everything and i'm kind of excited to see what's next with regards to it really so it's the jet set life of a world
2: cup winner two yeah. questions two the first, uh, very important questions one is about sartorial elegance okay uh, how do you decide what to wear and who told Tom Halliwell that a three-piece suit would be a good idea?
0: In all fairness, I did the same. There's a photo going around, uh, well, there's a photo on, in, on the England Rugby League site um, where it was just showing me in my shirt and my waistcoat. And that was because they put the roof down. I do apologise, I've got my cap flaming. i no, uh, no running yes, attention at the same time. Yeah, the <laughs> cap's running attention. Um, but because they had to have the roof on for that first match, it stayed on for that whole time. Um, Wait a minute, second, let me just go over there. There we are. Um, Taylor wafting inside a camera, so it's always great when I get another another guest on. Um, but I had to take me me, me uh, jacket off because the ruling is at Wimbledon is that if you if you put the roof on, um, you can't take it off until the games ended. So I'm there surviving at least a few good games with me jacket on, and I'm like right starting to sweat now because the heat's starting to come in so i took it off and then they were like oh uh went out front to the balcony area and uh i think it was Simo that said right let's grab a photo and we'll send it over like okay so you got them them two still in the jackets and me just there in in me uh shirt and shirt and waistcoat and i'm i'm just wondering how in the flaming hell are you guys actually staying on like staying like fully uh fully dressed in like in everything, I, I couldn't survive, and hour would close to the light for I them and unbuttoning me, just unbuttoning my shirt and like rolling it up as qu- as much as I could. Um, but no, I mean, because the temperature were off and on, like, well, the weather, I should say, because it rain raining one minute and then it was sunny and then it was like, you couldn't win. Um, and then it got to the point where it just decided, right, we're going to stay sunny now. Um, I don't know, but I mean, it felt good to say that we all had different types of suits on. I had my World Cup one on, because uh, in all honesty, I love wearing that suit. Uh, it always brings back the good memories throughout uh, the World Cup, but then at the same time, it's also just, I enjoy I like the suit in, in general. You had uh, Halliwell there in uh, the cream one, which I think he wanted to fit. I think they were like some form of dress code that I didn't know about with regards to that. And then the Simo rocking up in the shorts as well, which he, I did get warning that he did have permission from it. Um, so i found that quite funny as well to be honest because uh, i got forewarned before and um i got a call saying right do you need do you have any questions about it and uh, anything with regards to the dress or anything like that we say no shorts obviously we give Simo a bit of a uh we've given him like a bit of a one-off we can allow him to do it obviously because of because of uh the um i forget the, the legs pretty much um and uh yeah, it, it was quite funny because I'd seen him, like, you see everyone else, like, wearing, like, suits, really suited up, and then you'd see, I, um, see him just walking around in shorts, and I, I was chuckling to myself throughout the day because of that.
2: I thought you were rocking the Gareth Southgate look. Oh, really? <laughs> the, the other um, question, which everybody must surely have asked you, is what do they give you? Presumably it's more than a cup of tea and a punnet of strawberries and some cream. Um, because I know that Tom was uh, worried that he'd used the wrong cutlery. Uh
0: yeah, yeah. We all. Um, so we we had uh, we started off with some like uh, like lunch kind of thing uh, beforehand before the matches started because we had a strict thing of like right be there for eleven at the earliest. And we sit down for about half eleven, and it goes, um, and we just sat there, we're all eating, and then we're making sure about like. I think we we're all like looking at each other at one point, like, right, who's gonna pick up the cutlery first? Because whoever it is, we're gonna just follow their lead. Um, and it's tough because we don't, we are not used to that. We're normally just used to seeing, right, we've got a knife here, we've got a fork here, this is what we're eating with. But with this, we had to like completely change it. It felt like we're like, right, we're not in this situation normally. We're not norm- like, which one are we supposed to use first? And That, uh, it's, it's tough. It's really tough to actually say which one it was. So we were kind of, we were kind of like winging it a little bit or just following whatever someone else was doing because I know me and Hallowell joked and we were like, right, we're not going to be the first ones because if we got it wrong, we have someone else that we can pin the blame on and it's not us. So we were making sure about that. We had, um, we had a good amount of things to take away with us though. Um, now, uh, we had. Uh, I'm trying to think, like proper Wimbledon, like water bottles kind of thing that they gave us. That they made sure to basically state that it was eco-friendly. Um, and then also like these uh, metal cups as well. So they basically gave you like a bottle of water and then the metal cup where you can just pour it in. Now, was the Yorkshire lads? We didn't. We were thinking about that. We were just drinking straight from the bottle, to be honest. Um, and just going from there. Although we saw a lot of other people doing it, so we we I think we got a bit of leeway with that. Um. But then we just we had, we just sat down. And we had um the the service there was like unbelievable. Like we didn't expect it. Like you'd have a you get people like you get the uh the staff there offering you a drink. You finish your drink two seconds later, they're coming over and saying, "Would you like to come over? And it's like, right, how am I going to play this? Because I definitely cannot get uh I can't get too heavy on the drinks. But they were really they were really good. It was it was honestly unbelievable. With how amazing that staff was and just the event all, all day rounds The front balcony, you could see the other you could see the other courts. Um it was just one strict thing and that's when when players are in play, you're not allowed to come in or out of the box. You've got to sit there and just wait. But it weren't really too bad, really. It was, honestly, it was just an amazing day and it's definitely one for the memory books.
1: Did you get to chat with any of the other legends around you in the box about your your or their exploits?
0: Um, I, mainly, I mainly spoke with I spoke with Billy Jean for a little bit uh, It was just after the first match that we saw um, The Carlos match And um just spoke about the game really Just thought what she thought about it And it was a really nice back and forth uh, game that we saw And we had a bit of a conversation about it But I, would go in. I, I was leaving at Royal Box to go grab a drink Because once again the heat was just killing me throughout. Even though it was going through a roof It was killing me
1: but obviously Wimbledon now. Where next do you want to uh blag free tickets to? Because you know we, we might know people. I don't know, but you know where else do you fancy? Uh, you know, you've got to admit that most of this World Cup winning status, haven't you? Because eventually, you know, time will move on and everyone will forget you. So, what else do you want to do while the while the agony is hot, so to speak?
0: I mean, time will move on, but I'm I'm still young. I've got plenty of World Cups left. If if uh, Tom uh, if Tom will take me, that is, um, so still got plenty of time to keep that uh, keep that success going. But I mean, we we were saying on Saturday uh, that it was Silverstone, uh, it was Silverstone Grand Prix. So hopefully, possibly in F1, uh, hopefully going to Silverstone at some point. I'm definitely going to try it. Uh, but I mean. The possibilities are endless about where we could go. It's not just about getting those free tickets. It's about showing it off in a different sporting environment. We've been to tennis now and people, and all I've been looking through social media is, but who are these people? And it's like, okay, you've got an Instagram reel which basically says Rob Hawkins, Tom Alliwell, James Simpson, England wheelchair rugby league world champions on it. The first thing they're going to look up is, right, what's, what's the wheelchair rugby league? and i mean say we had claire Baldwin introduce us as well which is also good because at start at the start of uh, the world cup the day before we went to face australia uh we basically she came to present our shirts with us as well and we the team built like a very nice relationship with claire um especially say a lot of us went out for dessert afterwards because we got promised uh, we got promised dessert after our dinner and we just and basically she didn't uh basically they got the days mixed up so we all decided right we'll go down to dessert place down the road uh and claire Bolden decided to say yeah i'll come with um uh, so i mean with a lot of people that we know and then a lot of other sporting events that we can branch out to if we get invited we're saying yes all day of the week i mean I, we're trying to reach out to the running clubs to get the to basically see what we can do see what they can do to help out then like i'll use halifax and like all all the teams in super league you've got halifax wigan you've got leeds as well they're all promoting this sport now um but then at the same time we're also bringing the world cup trophy to the running rugby matches we brought it to the magic weekend in newcastle uh for the men's uh for the men's game and honestly the amount of people that Uh, probably came up to Wayne, Joe, and Tom, and Adam, like some, so many of the players that went there on those two days, uh, probably have just opened eyes up for not just, not just children, but also the adults as well. And basically said, right, this is, this is rugby league. This is what this sport is all about. You've got, you've got the brutality of it, but you've also got the sportsmanship. You've got players that played against each other, uh, played against each other in Super League, but then you've also got them playing with each other uh in an international stage and training together and i think with how much we're doing with regards to promotion especially york as well we had we had a camp over in york we had so many people come and watch and we had we just split the teams up and did a short expedi- uh exhibition match and we had we had people a cheering us on which felt weird to say we had a, a coaching session so i mean it can it can go anywhere with regards to what's next and I can't really give a definitive answer. All I do say is that I do want to go to Silverstone at some point, whether I have to pay to go or whether I get invited.
2: So the question now has to be asked about honours. Clearly when the England cricket team in 2005 won their uh, Ashes series, um, even the kit man got something, I think. Um, Certainly there were, was it Paul Collingwood played like 15 minutes of one game and got an OBE for it. Um, There's, made it much tighter as to who they're going to give it to. And I think the Lionesses had the same as you did, you know, a, a coach, a player, a retiring person, the captain. Do you feel in, in any way aggrieved that you didn't all get, um, you know, letters after your name?
0: No, not really. We're not, um, we don't think about it that way. I mean, the boys that did get it, um, obviously we've all technically got it That's because whether it's, on, it may only be a few Uh, a few players that got names, but we we all earned that spot to be called a world champion. And it is a shame, sadly, that not all of us could be named, but it's still that honour, that players that we played, we've got named on the honours list. And it shows the, like like I said earlier, it shows how far this sport can go. And who knows, maybe next World Cup, uh, there might be more players that get added to and put onto that honours list. We don't know, really. Um, but either way we all we all earned that spot with regards to um well we all we all earned it really with regards to that honours list and whether it were one person or whether it were four of them that got named, we've all done our part uh, with regards to getting noticed and for them to just get that OBE and MBs as well. It it's amazing to see how much just one tournament has grown the sport. You mentioned the World Cup a
2: couple of times, um, but as of this minute, we're not sure when or where it's going to be. How can you plan for that? Because obviously you're having these intense, some would say brutal training camps. You've probably got at least one, maybe three internationals at the end of the year, but it's all building up to, I would imagine, retaining your trophy if if and when you can. And the word on the street is probably New Zealand. Um, Would that suit you if that's where it was?
0: I mean where wherever it is we'll 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 adapt and we'll definitely fight to retain that World Cup. I mean we can't we can't obviously train for one place. Like you said, it's inevitable. Like it's it's unknown about where it's definitely gonna be. We have to wait until we, we hear official news. Uh, um but we just have to keep training. We can't we can't prep for it, but we've got to keep training. We can't just think, right, we don't know where it is we're not going to train properly until we know where it is. Because that, that could easily get... Re- that won't, probably won't be released for a little bit yet because people are still fighting to get it in their country. I know I've heard different things where they want it in, uh, say, for instance, I'm trying to think of one. I think it was Dubai or Saudi, one of them. Qatar. Um, Qatar, that's it. I'm glad, I'm glad you corrected me because I, I I knew it was one of them anyway, but it's like you've got, you've got places there, but it's like... There's so many rumours about where it could be and... Either way, whether it's a hot country, a cold country, or if or if it's rainy England, for instance, again, we'll uh, we'll still train as hard as we can, and we'll definitely fight, uh, put the best fight up that we can to retain it.
1: From a players' point of view, is there any concern about obviously the uncertainties there about this next World Cup? But there's been some rumours, some discussion that perhaps it will be cut down. Perhaps we'll there'll just be a men's World Cup, and the women's and the wheelchair will be cast asunder again. Is that a concern that you have at the moment?
0: I think for a player's point of view, if you think about it that way, uh, if we get too concerned with it, we lose our track again. We lose, from my perspective anyway, if you think about it that way, you concern yourself more with what could happen more than what, what should be happening. And what should be happening is for, we've got a season that we're playing in season now. If you're not concentrating 100% on Super League, you're not, you're not making any waves. You're not being playing to the, your best potential that like you could be. And then at the same time with that, you've got to train as well. You've got to be concentrating off the pitch as well, which is if you don't do that, you're you're not able to hit that hit that potential that you could possibly hit. And I know I'm that's my main concern at the minute for myself is just keep training because I want to make sure that when news does come about that we've got a test match or we've got World Cup we've got a World Cup in this specific place in tw- I'm trying to think twenty twenty five now. We want to be ready. We want to be, I want to be into the best physical position I can be, um, even better than what I was in last year. So it is a doubt. It is very. It is a very scary situation. But whatever happens, happens. We'll just fight to make sure that it's back on the screens again, and we'll just keep doing what we what we've been doing this year and the end of last year, and that's promoting the sport to our best ability.
1: You, you mentioned the Super League, very tight league table. Leeds and London, both with twelve points. Halifax, your team in third with eight. How do you feel the season's gone so far for the Panthers?
0: Uh, it's been it's been a bit rocky. Uh, it's been a bit of a rocky season. Now, we'll, we've had our faults, but we've had our we've had our strengths as well, which is good. I mean, we didn't we didn't have a full team against Leeds uh, for Magic Weekend over in Preston, and yet we only lost by I think ooh, four four points. I think it was four to six points. It was six actually because Wayne missed his last there. That's conversion. It'll hate me for mentioning that. Um, but, he, um, I mean, say we didn't have our full squad and we had a bad first half, we had a really bad first half, especially for myself. Uh, I were in the best uh, best position for that first half and we brought it back in that second half to basically only lose by six. I I wasn't upset about that loss. We were upset about that loss. We It just shows the potential that we can hit if we play right, if we cut the mistakes out and that's what we're looking to do this weekend and we're looking to just get as far as we can with within Challenge Cup and hopefully reach that final, it's going to be tough but 10 minutes is, it's a short time but it's a long time as well, especially if it's a close game um, with regard, I mean we we lost the Wigan at start season as well don't know what that was, it, it could have been a bit of rust but at the same time, a lot of our tries, from, a lot of tries conceded come from our errors, I mean that's no disrespect to any of the other teams. They fight. They fight to get down on the pitch. Um, but a lot of the error, a lot of the tries that get conceded passes are from our own errors. But we learn from that, and as long as we stop that and we do well at the last time, we had we had the same thing last season when we before we went. To, we lost a few games during the regular season, got to playoffs, and we smashed out of the park and we won grand final. As long as we, as long as we hit that top four, and we make it to playoffs. I'm happy with the team. We just need to fix those errors now, early, and then just make sure that we sort it out for the playoffs and then we can make a good run for it again and defend our super League title.
2: You mentioned the Challenge Cup. It's a it's a really tough format. You know, all the teams in one place over one afternoon, the top two get to the final. Um firstly, do you like that format? But secondly, obviously it's uh, an event that Catalan Dragons now play in. Um, welcome additions I think last year went to the final so who are your French players going to play for is it going to be you or is it going to be them and if it's them are you going to smash them
0: so I don't know for certain about who Jeremy and Seb are playing for I would guess they're going to go for Catalan um, just because it's their main club which is completely understandable they probably do the same as last year there could be a surprise on Saturday for all I know. <laughs> At least I don't get informed about this stuff. I turn up and I'm like, Oh, Jeremy's here. Oh, Sam's it here. Like, it's just, it's one of those things. Unless I physically ask Wayne, um, I just, I'll see how it goes, really. But I think they will play for Catalan just with how they are, um, because that's their main club. Uh, it's, e- it's easier for them to fly over with Catalan than it is to fly over a day before train, stay in Wayne's house or basically stay wherever. Then drive over Saturday. It's just easier for them if they come over. with Catalan. I'd like for them to play for us in Challenge Cup, but I think it's unlikely. Um, so it's one of those things. Like you, like you said, you had um your Catalan, which are welcome additions from last year, and it's going to be good to see how the teams uh how some of the teams have improved to fit when they go up against Catalan. Catalan are one of the best teams in France. Um, and then obviously you got Leeds, who won it last year. They're defending their title. London this year have just been phenomenal. They've beaten Halifax. They've beaten Leeds now. They've beaten Wigan. They've gone up against the team, like basically the basically three of the top four teams from last season. And I'm excited to see how they do, to be honest. Uh, third round through the season. I don't want to lose it to them again. I'm definitely saying that now. Uh, gonna do everything in my power when it comes to end of the month for Magic Week and in, in, um, in Kent, uh to basically make sure that we do not lose to him again. But like I said, it's how we turn up on the day. Um but it's then you've got you've got Hull as well with new signing Martin Norris. You've got Warrington Wolves that have just got a new head coach. So it's it's all interesting to see how it's all gonna play out. But then you've got the development as well that are also having their mini like trophy tournament in the in the morning. So there's a full jam-packed day of uh, of wheelchair rugby league for people to just come down and watch and enjoy um and enjoy the day. But not only that, I mean if there is people that that, that come to it and they wanna picture or they wanna speak to World Cup uh some of World Cup champions, they're more than welcome to. We're always happy to take any questions, take any photos, and just speak to people as well. So that's one of my biggest messages. If you see us and you are there, come speak to us because we're always happy to Answer, uh, basically answer any questions at any point just we will apologise if we are uh, about to jump on for a game because we might have to rush off And it's, a,
2: it's PDRL and LDRL as well, it's the inclusivity weekend, I think Hull have put out a, a statement today saying over 600 players are going to be there this weekend at, at Hull University again does that make you feel you know part of something bigger than just a player in a wheelchair team?
0: Yeah, it just shows, I mean whether you've got a disability or not, you've you can play rugby league whether you've got, like, we'll say, for instance, if you're playing with the PDRL team, the LDRL, the wheelchair, you've got all these different aspects and all the different like areas where you can go down to see what type of rugby league career you want to go for and want to try and strive to do. Um, so it it's building on the World Cup with all that inclusivity, and that's one thing that I think. Going back onto the statement earlier about where the wheelchair and the women's will probably get pushed aside, I don't think we'll do that just because you've got that inclusivity side of it there. You've, if you don't show that, you're not you're not branching it out to everyone that you possibly could. Um, and it's it with last year's World Cup and even this weekend as well. It's showing come join in, no matter what your ability is. There's a place for you in a team.
1: Challenge Cup, big game, for Halifax, obviously retaining the title. I mean, as you say, wheelchair super league, wheelchair rugby league in general, it is going places. Teams springing up all the time. It must be a very exciting time to be involved and be at the, the forefront of this of this movement.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, really. I mean, it's another thing because I I started a bit earlier. Um, well it started a bit later compared to some of the players um, that are even currently still playing now and some of the players that were that were in uh, England Performance Unit last year and this year but you've got newer players that have come in recently and they're striving to be the best that they can, you've got teams that are building development uh, that have enough players to go for a development team so their team's going off to one direction where their Super League team's going off to another and The sport's growing, and it's amazing to see. We've got the coverage there from the sportsmen with regards to the Magic Weekend games. And it's just going to keep growing from here. I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. As long as we put the effort in, we will just keep growing it to the best of our ability. And we will go further and further with regards to this. And nothing can stop us besides ourselves.
2: I mean, profile's massive, um, as, as witness, you have been at Wimbledon. and we, We've just done a piece in the latest magazine that's out now with Martin Dugan, who clearly is a BBC Newsround presenter, has just play, made his debut for Scotland in the Celtic Cup. And again, he's saying all the right things about wheelchair rugby league, about what it means to him to be selected for his country and, and admitting that even he is a novice at the moment. Um, so again, all of these people jumping on your bandwagon, if you like. It, it it can only be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I wouldn't really say it's jumping on our bandwagon. Uh, on, say, for instance, our bandwagon. It's everyone's bandwagon that joins the sport because they're joining a sport that's still growing. So whether you've just joined it now or you've joined it a few years ago, you're on that... You're promoting the sport. Whether you think about it or not playing for your country it's still basically promoting the sport because you've got the international the international social medias where they're promoting uh, a lot of them anyway try to as best as they can depending on how much information they get given um, they're promoting the wheelchair team and it's something like they can't really um, they can't really like, like avoid really because the sport's growing and a lot of people are asking now when it comes to stuff like this is what's next for wheelchair rugby league and it's. I've had the question a few times what's next for you what's next for the game what's what's gonna happen with this and it's like the only question the only answer you can give is I don't know <laughs> there's nothing more that you can really say with regards to that because there's it's so much uncertainty around it and I think as long as everyone realizes that you've got that they can do whatever they, they can basically be the best that they can be they can promote the sport it's just makes it better, really. And it helps them gain the confidence that they want to basically say, right, I want to, I want to do this with the sport. I want to reach a higher level. Um, I, I want to play for England, for instance. We've got so many young players, um, that basically just want to reach that higher level, especially with the development teams. I've gone to go help out the Bradford Bulls team who are in a, who are in championship. And basically, we've got a young. Seen a few young players where they've jumped on and they have potential. It's just about how far they want to take it, and that's that's the next generation of players, really.
1: The shadow of the cat just appearing in the corner tells me that. Uh, is it he or a she? I don't want, to, don't want to get the gender wrong with the cat.
0: It's it's a she, and she's really annoying me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what cats are there for. Um, yeah. Final one for me because we are running out of time. After being at Wimbledon, you, you don't fancy switching to, to play wheelchair tennis instead of wheelchair rugby league?
0: Uh, I mean, it, wheelchair rugby league would always be my home. But I had, I did say, because uh, my grandma's a massive fan of tennis, a few years prior, I was actually going to think of taking up ten- the wheelchair tennis, see how I do. Um, the cards could still be on the table. We don't know yet. Uh, um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean wheelchair oblique will always be my home so nothing will ever replace that Um, but we'll have to just see how it goes and now she's nudging the flaming monitor (laughs) Uh, so I mean it's it's one of those things really where it can it can go anywhere really Um, and we just have to there's many pathways that I can go with sport and I'll probably be I'll probably be seeing how it goes later on down the line but for now I've just got to concentrate on rugby and We'll possibly cross that bridge later on.
1: And cats. And cats.
0: Yeah. Phil just any
2: very <laughs> Any final things, Phil? No, just give my love to your cat because mine to a scroll. Oh will. Really? it's so at least you've Go got a special,
0: trying to get in. special guest. Yeah, at that's least you got another fun. special guest for it. So that's the good point.
1: Oh, there's never enough cats on podcasts on the internet. So that's the thing. I mean, you yeah. That's well we need more cats.
0: Yeah. I need to really start closing the door, though, because <laughs> I think this like it's such an attention seeker. And I'm literally just here trying to concentrate. And all I'm, I've got my hand at edge on the end of like this little, um, little like stand I've got. And all I see is her just rubbing up against me and rubbing up against the monitor. And I'm like, oh, bugger.
1: Well, at least it's only us and not the BBC or Sky or something. That's, that's I crazy.
0: mean if it were, if it was Sky if it was Sky, they probably would have seen the cat by now and probably <laughs> probably would have picked it out. I'm I'm surprised it's taken us I don't know how long it took us before I right, to basically move her away the first time round. But uh, um that, I mean it's been it's just on the back of what I'm saying and that was it's honestly exciting to see where the rest of this sport goes and honestly I thank you guys for basically honestly continuing your coverage and then uh on the sport and also inviting me along to do these uh, nice little interviews, especially when you have special guests such as uh, feline, feline but, friends.
1: I mean, I'll make sure it's not as, as long next time before we uh, do it again, but enjoy uh, Hull at the weekend and the Challenge Cup. And uh, I don't, we don't know anyone at, at, in Formula One. I mean, if you'd asked about darts, we probably could have managed to wangle you some tickets and so on. But Ch- Formula One's on Channel 4, isn't it? So uh, we, we must have some ins at Channel 4. We must. Do we know people at Channel 4? I, think we do. I still don't think we'd be able to get your tickets. Like,
0: uh, I mean, if if it's a flight to a, to a different country, I mean, I, w- I won't say no to it. But uh, <laughs> I think I think we would have to make sure it's on a, the Grand Prix on a weekend where I'm not I'm not supposed to be at England camp or any games. Otherwise, I'll get probably be getting a stern message off of a couple of coaches. Um, so we'll have to I see. Imagine how that Wayne goes.
2: take Wayne would take that really well.
0: Yeah, I love it. Honestly, I mean, in all fairness, I've already booked an holiday off at end at, uh, end of year, for us. Uh, so he has he has actually been good with it. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes when that time when that uh, when that date comes because he didn't he didn't even remember how we were at this game last weekend to be honest until I, until I got gave him a call a week earlier. So oh, at least it wasn't on the
1: day. He's just counting the players and like, oh, hang on, well i not sure where, where where's wrong.
0: Um, well, I mean, they were good. We brought we brought a development player up. He's a uh, up and up and coming player, and he's um he's actually is is uh, deaf as well. So obviously, it's a new new level, new level of uh like basically a new way that we have to train, and it's amazing to see, really.
1: Right, we'll talk about that next time because we are running out. Yeah, of time. Definitely, That's, but yeah. that just gives an a, a, an inning to next time. Uh, Rob, thank you for your time. Best of luck for the weekend, and uh, we, we shall catch up with you again soon.
0: That's great, thank you very much.
2: Podcast Network.